Hello everyone, this is Zach with La Familia Ayahuasca and I'm sitting here with Jess. Hi. And uh, of course, as always, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this, this podcast. We have a, a pretty esoteric uh, subject today, or subjects. We're going to talk about uh, Icaros, the medicine songs, and then we're also going to talk about sound healing. Uh, we re- recently went through a, uh, a sound healing course, um, and it, it's really interesting stuff, how, how there's some crossover between the two, and then also how they're unique in, in their own way. So... Uh, I think we'll start with Icaros, and Icaros, again, are medicine songs um, that are sung in ayahuasca ceremonies, and uh, these are songs that are either received um, directly from uh, the plant through the practice of the shamanic dieta, and if you don't know what the shamanic dieta is, uh, we do have another podcast specifically uh, explaining that, Um, and it's through this practice of shamanic dieta that one might receive uh, an ikaro or a medicine song uh, based on that that plant that they're uh, doing the shamanic dieta with. The other way is um, through the uh, teacher one works with. There's a a transmission that that happens in in addition to just practice with the teacher. and with that said, you know, that's the, the, it's kind of a nice little intro to Icaros, but Icaros are, are much more complex than that. Jess, do you want to kind of take it further? Yeah. Um, so the Icaros are actually a very complex technology for delivering the medicine into your system and uh, delivering the energy of ayahuasca into each cell. There are vibrations within the Icaros that and and melodies and um, sort of a droning sound that actually can unlock the cell and open it up to receive the medicine and open the body to receive the medicine I've actually had really cool visions of that happening Mm. Um, so that's it's it's a delivery mechanism for the medicine and those of you have who have sat in ceremony with us will recognize that the Icaro is like the keystone of the ceremony. Uh, it really paints the visions for you and, and, and opens up. And when you really focus on the Ikaro, it can take you through the journey um, much more smoothly. Yeah. yeah. In fact, that's one of the suggestions we have when one hits uh, a challenging spot in ceremony and the experience with ayahuasca, um, that if one focuses on the singing of the Ikaro, it can often help them uh, help them through. Uh, um, that is, focus on the ikaro instead of what it, the mind is, how the mind or body is reacting to the experience. And by focusing on the ikaro, the ikaro can take you through and um, 
it's, it's very much a guide. And uh, there, I actually have my own personal Icaro where uh, the, the, the lyric goes, the Icaro is helping you, the Icaro is healing you, the Icaro is teaching you, the Icaro is loving you. Um, I think, you know, through direct experience, we, we, we truly believe that all of those statements are true. <laughs> Everybody loves that one. Uh, yeah. so. <laughs> well, because it's in English. Everybody understands. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. But there's something really special about that one, too. I remember that one from my first ceremony uh, and from my first retreat. And I remember hearing uh, it a lot as I was waking up and falling asleep and hoping that they would just put it on SoundCloud already. Yeah, which I think it is on SoundCloud. <laughs> it is. Um, but okay, so so the the Ikaro is, is very um, very powerful sound technology and a delivery system for medicine. So it can be a little confusing for people who are listening who don't who haven't drunk ayahuasca before. So you know you, you might be thinking, well, wait a second, I don't you just drink the ayahuasca and that's the ayahuasca, that's the medicine. Well, yes, and not totally in an ayahuasca ceremony. Um, in an ayahuasca ceremony, the Icaros actually, again, like Jess was saying, deliver the medicine, uh, yet another level of medicine. So if one does um, an ayahuasca ceremony in silence, uh, it will be quite a different experience without the Icaros and Indeed. yeah valuable in its own way but but the Icaros really bring another level of medicine uh, into the space um, the other the other thing that um, the the Icaros uh, not do but you know, we, we don't in ceremony we do not have a playlist right <laughs> we will we'll, start ceremony with <clears throat> excuse me um kind of set of three ikaros that are uh, our, our first uh, priority in ceremony is energetic safety and so we're always starting off ceremony with protection ikaros but once we get past that it's really whatever ayahuasca tells us to sing mm -hmm. is what we'll sing so she will tell us which ikaro to sing and when um, and we do our best to just get the hell out of the way, don't think about it, and let her use us as the vessel to deliver the Icaro medicine uh, through our bodies and voices. And that's a really interesting experience, too. I remember sort of on my, on my path uh, to learning how to, to lead and facilitate ceremony, I definitely had uh, a ceremony where I knew there was an Ikaro coming up, but I didn't know what it was. And I kept asking Ayahuasca what it was because I needed to know before I would open my mouth. And she's like, nope, not going to tell you. You just got to open mouth, start singing. I'm like, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> and I sat there vibrating with it for a really long time. And then finally I did it. And it was a great lesson because... You just kind of have to open your mouth and trust that whatever comes out, even if it's really weird. And sometimes we have some really weird ones come out. Like, yeah. we don't know. It might be a particular Ikaro, but then it comes out in some different melody or some really different voice. And you're like, where did this come from? But, you know, that's, that's part of the journey as well. And it's also a reason why you 
you know, your shaman is important because your shaman is basically the instrument that ayahuasca is playing. Yeah. And you want your shaman to be able to be the hollow reed, like to be able to get out of the way and let the medicine flow through and play their instrument without their ego getting in the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so many people, I think, misunderstand ceremony, uh, ayahuasca ceremonies, and just think, oh, well, all they're doing is they're serving ayahuasca and they're singing songs. And, and it, it's, it's a very understandable misunderstanding. Um, but what people don't realize is that, um, you know, Jess was talking about how the, the voice would change um, depending on the ikaro and um, the melody may change and, and this sort of thing in ceremony. And, and we don't know it's coming and it's just like, oh, my God, what, what's coming out of our mouths? <clears throat> and a lot of this has to do with um, the shamanic dieta that uh, we referred to before. And, and part, a big, big part of the shamanic dieta is forming a strong relationship with other trees and plants besides ayahuasca because each tree and plant that we do the shamanic dieta with has its own medicine and it is you know ayahuasca is the connector and the director of the symphony of the ayahuasca ceremony and she's she's going she's up there in front or above going okay we're going to call in Ramo Cosby a, a tree and we're going to tell the shaman us to sing that and by through her instruction we're singing that and then we're delivering delivering Ramo Cosby's medicine to those out in in the group and it's through that relationship that we form through the dieta that allows us to deliver that specific medicine at that at specific time and Every tree and plant has a spirit, has an energy, and a personality, because spirits are just like people. And therefore, you have different personalities coming through the voice and being, uh, being delivered you know, um, via ayahuasca through our vocal cords. It's really, really interesting. Yes, continues to be. It just keeps getting weirder. <laughs> well, in a good way yeah and and to continue on ikaros as it relates to dieta um, a majority of the ikaros that we sing are the uh, plants or trees that we have dieted and what happens when one diets a tree or plant uh, through the shamanic dieta the 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 oomph or the strength of the ikaro is going to be stronger than if you haven't dieted that tree or plant so we encourage, um, like for people who are studying with us, we encourage them to sing, particularly those ikaros that they have dieted. However, you know, it's okay to sing an ikaro for a tree or plant that you haven't dieted, and you may, it's it's possible to to have a, a relationship formed in the spirit world without actually doing the shamanic dieta. Um, however, it can only get better through the shamanic dieta. So this is a, you know, a good lead-in point to uh, some of the sound healing stuff, too, because that capacity to be the hollow reed or to just get out of the way and allow the tones to come through mm. was a really, really important part of our training. And luckily, you know, we already, we already had that pretty dialed in, so it made the, I think it made the training really, really 
profound. Yeah. So, so maybe we can. Um, what What was the name of the the training that we did? Holographic sound healing. And it was uh, Dr. Paul Hubbard, PhD. Interesting guy because he has a background in was it psycho- psychology? Yeah. 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 And, and then he started to get into sound healing slash shamanism. Uh, uh, he, and he worked with Tom. He worked with Tom Kenyon. Yeah, Tom yeah. Kenyon's a very famous um, sound healer, shaman, um, who we highly recommend if you uh, want to check out his stuff online. He's at tomkenyon.com, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. But you can you can Google Tom Kenyon. You'll you will find him. <laughs> yeah, there's a cool documentary on him. So um, so holographic sound healing is is the course we took. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about how let's start off with we worked with tones which is essentially if you can can you give us an example of a tone there jess yeah so it's it's pure sound it 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 doesn't have any lyrics um and it's just it's just pure sound and and there's a couple of things going on when we use pure sound instead of lyrics or um, ikaros, right? Um, can you get into that a little bit, Jess? Yeah, well, it balances the two hemispheres. It balances the right brain and the left brain. So it really shuts off the chatter, mm-hmm. basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then also the, the, the pure tone, it, because it shuts off the chatter, is actually able to penetrate one's cells deeper, is that correct? Yeah, well the, the pure tones do actually vibrate uh, every water molecule in your body. Uh-huh. And something that, that I look have been looking at actually online are, are pictures of, of water droplets who, that are responding to just the vibration of pure sound and it's the, the designs they make are really incredible. So if you can imagine that happening throughout your entire body. Uh-huh. It's pretty amazing. Um, also, when when the chatter shuts off and when the right hemisphere and left hemisphere are balanced, you can achieve deeper meditative states of consciousness, mm-hmm. which also allows the healing and the sound and the energy to penetrate deeper. Uh-huh. Okay. And another thing that was interesting, um, I thought, was learning that actually the voice, pure tone, is more powerful. There's kind of a hierarchy of, of quote unquote power um, uh, in the pure tone. So voice was at the top, right? Right. And then we had uh, crystal bowls being yes. the next one. Then like tuning forks. Tuning for, okay. And and like Tibetan bowls being kind a of, little lower because the metal doesn't transmit the energy the same way that crystal does because it's very alive. Okay. And then if you layer a human being that can put energy and intention behind every tone, that, that raises Raise the, the, the power of it. Right. And ra- ra- essentially raises the vibration, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and then things like gong, the, the metal is still going to go th- have more power than, say, something with a lyric. Um, and it's still pure tone, but it's it as you said, it doesn't have the same. Crystal crystal is a living, living thing, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a living, breathing thing, and it transmits energy in a different way. But I think that the gong is different too. I've actually just started 
reading a book about sound healing, sort of the mathematical and mm. musical components of it. And it's it's almost contraindicated to like get into like to take it apart that way because uh. you want this work to be intuitive, but I am still finding it really, really interesting. Uh-huh. So I think that's something the gong does is that you can play multiple tones at once and it starts to layer uh-huh. things and then it becomes like it has musical intervals and chords within it so it becomes exponentially more powerful that way so the gong is a different animal if you've been in ceremony with us before you know that too it's way different than the bowls it's way different than the singing it's something else entirely yeah we often you may have heard us on other podcasts say um you, you can one can never escape the gong you yeah. can't hide anything can't hide from, from the, the gong, gong. Yeah. Nope. and it we've always even before we took this um uh, sound healing course um we've always uh, talked about because because we brought in prior to doing the sound healing training we'd, we'd already brought in singing bowl uh, crystal singing bowls um uh, gong and most recently my fun little toy the the, the mouth harp <laughs> um, which I don't I'm not sure about how effective the mouth harp is other than being a cool sound it's fun it's fun um, but we've always we've always said like we recognize right away that yeah the ikaros are super powerful and they're uh, very effective uh, for certain things well, majority of things in ayahuasca and um, the singing bowls and the um, gong hit places, the nooks and crannies that can't be reached by, by the Icaro. Um, and now, okay, the, but then, okay, so, but now we, as we've learned, we're, we're like, okay, lyrics are not as powerful as pure sound. Pure sound, we always associate with the, the singing bowls and the gong, but now we have toning, and, and based on what we've learned recently, the toning of the human voice is actually more powerful than these, these instruments. So um, can you talk a little bit about that? So yeah, so where the instruments can create the, the one tone, the pure tone, uh, the human voice, you have energy, the energy of every cell of that person's body mm-hmm. and intention behind the sound all gathering together and coming out uh, in in the pure tones and not only that but a person's voice when you hear a a pure tone or a pitch it's actually multiple notes happening at the same time but you just key in to the home key of, of that person's pitch the note that they're making and it's that sort of layered component to it that's I think it's a little bit like the gong um, there's a layering there's overtones um, it's living it's breathing it has intention and energy and it just helps it to be absorbed and go and go deeper cool yeah and so we're, I think we're we're kind of as we're talking about this this sound healing course and 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 the concepts behind it we're kind of going backwards in a sense because we're talking about the tones and the voice and then now let's talk about the hologram and some of the 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 trans so part of the um course was were some transmissions uh some adjustments to our energetic body and this is where we're going to get very esoteric guys so you know put your esoteric hat on if you will yeah, there were definitely moments within this course where I I had a little struggle with myself. I'm like, 
I believe this. I can't believe I believe this. Yeah, yeah. But then it's happening to you. And I, there was no question for me um, via direct experience. I could feel the energy rising in my central channel and it's doing it as I'm talking about it. And I could feel the expansion in my central channel and I could see a lot of the the holograms and sacred geometries um, that were sort of required to be visualized for these transmissions and it was really intense yeah, yeah. And, and just for those who don't just to review some energetic body stuff for people um, the central channel is essentially a tube that goes from the base of your in front of you the base of your spine all the way up through the top of your head it holds, it's the superhighway of energy in your body, and it holds um, all of the major chakras that we're, we've, we've, we're all somewhat familiar with. So what happened during the uh, workshop, part of the transmission is that we were taken through several meditations designed to uh, open that bad boy up, the central channel up really, really wide. And the reason behind that was that we're, through opening the central channel, we're gonna move much more energy through our energetic bodies and into whoever we're working with from a sound healing standpoint. Now this is really, really interesting from a ayahuasca ceremony standpoint, and wow. Um, <laughs> we saw results. We saw results. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, um, yeah it was pretty, pretty intense. So, um, so let, let's talk. We talked about the, you know, the transmissions and, and the shifts in our own energetic bodies. What about? So, can you talk about and describe um, the hologram or the? as part of this holographic sound healing. This is all about the hologram. Or not all, but it's a big component yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay, so the hologram, the, the base of the hologram is the flower of life. And when you fold this over into a sphere um, that is just completely covered with this flower of life, this is said to be the structure of unconditional love and the structure in which the universe was created and a structure that is present in everything right down to our atoms and probably farther below yeah, yeah. Well, um, particles and, yeah and the flower of life contains every major geometry yeah every major sacred geometry that yeah. there is can be found in the flower of life including the structure of our dna wow okay okay Yes. So keep you see, keep going on the okay. So there's the, the hologram. Um, that's the concept. What, yes. what, are we, what are we doing with this hologram? Okay. So there are a lot of things you can do with these holograms, but uh, in in terms of what we do with the sound healing, is you put a hologram in around the space around each person, and you know you can put you can put them multiple places. It, the, you can put them on body parts yeah, and chakras. You can never have too many holograms. <laughs> <laughs> and it creates a workspace for that energy to be absolutely amplified. Right. And we can talk about the amplification as being a different different speeds of, of rotation of God speed, but that's that's getting that's, that's getting, getting into technical stuff. Yeah, exactly. But essentially when it is worth mentioning, so we put in these holograms 
Um, and this is all through intent, and this is all via this training that, we're, again, we're getting these transmissions from the teacher, uh, Dr. Paul Hubbard, um, which we are experiencing, and we're like, holy shit, this is, this is definitely real. <laughs> um, and so it's through these transmissions that we're able also to essentially put in these holograms, um, and then we're able to fill it with the right. white light of God, speed up the rotation, and it just it just it's just amplification, 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 and then it's such that when we start to do the work with the sound. And that, what's interesting is it can work with not only the sound healing we learned in the workshop, but it's also Icarus. Yeah. And so it, it just amplifies everything, goes, you know, multiple levels down. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it was very pronounced, the, the difference in the last, uh, so we've done one retreat post the sound healing course, and it was very different. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very strong. And one of the, the more interesting things for me personally was, um, you know, when, when someone's having a challenging time, our general protocol is, is to go over and give them what's called a ventiata, where we, we sing specifically for that person, singing Icaros. And so I was working with this young woman and <clears throat> started with the Icaros. Uh, that certainly helped and calmed things down a bit. But then the, the issue that was coming forth kept, came back a bit and I was like okay well I'm gonna put in these holograms uh it was over her uh, sacral chakra and um also over her heart uh, and went through the protocol which was essentially filling those those areas with those holograms with white the white light of God and and increasing the rotation and um, started toning. Instead of singing in Icaro, I started toning, which was, I, I don't, I'm a little shy about my toning um, <laughs> right now. But um, so instead of having lyrics and so forth, I was just, uh, and that's a terrible tone, but whatever. Yeah. Um, better than that. Um, and it was shocking how effective uh, it, it was just like, boom, relaxed her right out. Um, and and it really uh, made a difference in, a, in in short order. Um, so really really excited about um, this new addition to our tool belt. Um, and we also you know this is kind of a plug also for Dr. Paul Hubbard uh, and his holographic sound healing courses. You know you can you can find him at uh, was it holographic sound healing. Yeah, holographicsoundhealing.com. I would have loved to have done a podcast with him. Uh, however, we really didn't have enough time during, and he was heading. We did it in uh, Boulder, Colorado, and uh, he was heading home immediately afterwards. So we never, never got a chance. But um, and this, this is also kind of a uh, an announcement that we are going to now um, during our retreats, we're going to have two. Uh, sound healing, sound baths, essentially. And then we are also going to be offering individual sound healings throughout the retreat for those who, who, who want them. Um, so th this is a pretty cool addition to uh, you know, our ayahuasca ceremonies in general, but then our, our retreats. You know, we just have two, uh, two more events uh, in, in our ayahuasca retreats. Yeah. So we're, we're uh, really excited about that. Um, some other stuff, and this is kind of a teaser, 
uh, for y'all is that we're working on what Jess has called a training mandala. So um, it's actually mandala is is a word uh, used in, in lieu of program. So it's it's essentially a training program. And Jess, do you want to kind of talk about that a little bit and just a little bit because we're going to do another podcast on diving in deeper. Right. So. The idea is that this is a personal development program with a shamanic component in it. Mm-hmm. And you can certainly take it on as just a personal development program, or if you're really, truly interested in following a shamanic path, we're going to have multiple levels of this program, uh, which can, are going to end up going really, really deep. Yeah. And the idea is if one completes all of the levels, um, they would feel comfortable putting on um, small ayahuasca ceremonies. Now the thing is... <laughs> it's hard. It's hard and it's, it's long. I mean, it's... it's um, I would say at the... At the um, at the least, it's going to be at least four years to complete all levels. At the very, very least. Yeah. It's, you know, this is going to be based on the training that I received in the jungle, which took four and a half years. Uh, it took three, uh, two years before uh, my teacher would allow me to go do small ceremonies. But those two years, in those two years, I had at least 24 full-on dietas, shamanic dietas, and I had at least three or four hundred um, ayahuasca ceremonies because I was just going balls to the wall. I was, that's all I did for that entire four and a half years, and, and, it, and it took two years of that before he would say, okay, go do some little ones with friends. And um, what I, you know, what, and we'll talk about this more, but this is kind of an answer to um, what we're starting to see out there is people doing practicing ayahuasca or facilitating ayahuasca without much training, and then there's some some really short-term courses out there um, that it's just like what I don't understand what these people are doing. Um, it's not a full training program. Uh, they give out certificates and all this sort of thing, and I, I just don't agree with it, or we don't agree with it. Um, in addition to that traditional. Uh, uh, Peruvian shamanic training will also be bringing in Eastern and Western um, modalities, concepts, and so forth, because we want to take it kind of to the next level in terms of the the students who come out of this. They're going to be very different than anything out there currently, um, and they're going to be different than us. I mean, that's yeah. the whole part. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the beauty. They'll be different instruments. Exactly. Exactly. But we want to we want to be one of, if not the highest quality uh, shamanic uh, ayahuasca shamanic education program if not the best one of the best out there and that's the goal we have behind this and when when do you we'll, we'll talk about it more in a, in a podcast soon to come but we're planning on launching when probably january yeah january 2020 um so for those of you who are looking at the shamanic path um uh this might be of interest to you and again for those who just want to do some serious personal work those first one or two levels will be great for that even Um, the first level yeah 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 yeah. 
um, it's going to be hard. Um, but it's you know, hard work produces great results, and uh, uh, students who study and do those hard things do great things out in the world. And that's the whole idea behind this program. What is it that it, that's I think I read in cutting through spiritual materialism is wisdom must be fired and purified and hammered into the beautiful ornament before it can be worn. <laughs> ah, that's that's uh, Chögyam Trungpa Rinpoche, yeah. his famous book, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism, which will be on the reading list for yes. for this uh, training program. Yes. Yes. And which level? Level one? Level one. Level one. Okay, there you go. Well, cool. This was um, somewhat of a short uh, podcast, um, but I think it was chock full of interesting content. I hope you feel the same, and thank you for listening to the podcast. You can find us um, if you want to find out more about our retreats at ayahuascafamily.com or if you want to email us directly at info at ayahuascafamily.com, that'd be great. And just one more time, ayahuascafamily.com. <laughs> Thank you very much, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Hallelujah. 